Welcome, welcome to this live broadcast. Thank you all for joining us today. We are streaming live on YouTube and on Facebook. If you're in the Raw Food Health Empowerment Circle Facebook group, I am so sorry. We're having technical dif difficulties streaming in there, but hop on over to the Facebook page, Raw Food Meal Planner Facebook page, or Samantha Salmon YouTube. Um, this chat is already lighting up in here. Sharon is here. Good evening. Sharon from Heart Smarts. Glad to be joining the summit. Thank you so much for registering and mentioning that because, yes, we have a summit that is launching tomorrow. Excited to share this finally with the world. We've been talking about it for the past three weeks. It's such an important event. We are looking at nutrition's role in mental health. And even though my brand is called Raw Food Meal Planner, I literally did not. I assure you, did not have the intention for this to be a raw food summit. And yet every guest I had on was pointing uh, to raw foods, helping folks with ADD, bipolar, autism, depression, anxiety. I mean, the list goes on and on. We're talking about workplace wellness, stress, all the things, community, the importance of community, all of this, the other social supports in the integrative nutrition world, we call that our primary food. So I'm so excited for y'all to finally, finally get to see the summit, the Thrive Through Food Summit. And if you have not registered, please register. Go to thrivethroughfoodsummit.com. We're having a kickoff party. I'm not sure if you have any drinks, but I do have my water, always. <laughs> Always, always. Yes, Mountain <laughs> Valley, the best, the best. And I have a special guest with me here today. As you can see, we have the lovely Jeanette Misfit Vegan with us. Thanks so much for joining us, Jeanette. Thank you for having me, Samantha. I always love talking to you. So thank you so much for letting me be on your show. Yes, and Jeanette is also a featured speaker on the summit talking about her personal journey, and I'll wait for y'all to hear her story in the summit. We're going to keep that under wraps for now. But today we have a wonderful topic that we're going to be diving into about the high raw vegan diet. We're going to demystify this because I know a lot of folks are confused. What does it mean to be high raw, and is there such a thing as low raw? Jeanette is 100% raw, so we'll also define what that means, because even in the raw food community, people go crazy over this definition of 100%, you know, <laughs> and all the perfectionism around that. So we're going to dive into that. So let me let you know a little bit about Jeanette if you haven't met her before. Jeanette is the author of the popular Raw Vegan Beauty book, along with many other books and courses in the plant-based living foods community. She is extremely passionate about sharing her experience and knowledge of a fruit-based raw vegan lifestyle, which she has been following for the past 12 years. Since 2011, Jeanette has naturally healed her cystic acne, chronic fatigue, migraines, IBS, eczema, and depression, lost over 50 pounds and more. I'm gonna drop all of her links here, and she has a wonderful a recipe book with a hundred, a hundred raw vegan recipes. Y'all should check it out. I'm gonna drop it separately because there's a lot of links here, so I don't think they're all fitting in because I'm not seeing all of them here. No. But Jeanette, let the folks know where they can find you. Yes, so I'm on YouTube. 
miss.fitvegan, ms.fitvegan. You can go to Instagram. I live on Instagram. I love it there. I have a nice community. You can join my private community at misfitmondays.com. And I would love so much for you to get my free book, which I think Samantha's going to put the link. It's 100freerecipes.com. It's a book that I've been working on since 2011. Just a culmination of all the simple, easy, quick, delicious recipes that I've discovered or created throughout the past almost 13 years of being a 100% raw vegan. And I'm really excited for today because I this talk needs to happen. So I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. So I would love to start with your journey. Like how did you even start getting into raw veganism? I know you had the, the acne, I think, was the first issue that really pushed you into it. But like, how did you start? How did you transition into it? Yeah. So there was a bit of a transition. In 2010, I saw the movie Food, Inc. And that was my first introduction to a vegetarian lifestyle. I never heard of veganism or vegetarianism. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. And I was always trying okay. to be healthy since, yep. <laughs> since, since the age of really young. I mean, since the age of 14, I was juicing. I bought a juicer and I was always trying to be healthy. So I was researching, but like I was eating crap, you know, I was eating crappy foods because I just was, I was starving and then I was binging. And so I was eating all the fast foods and all the Dunkin' Donuts and the you know meat and dairy and everything. And I was trying though. I was learning. I was trying. And so the universe, you know, when you try, when you do, the universe helps you. You know, the universe needs to see you do something. And then the universe is going to swoop in and be like, okay, I got you, boo. So I was trying and I was getting lots of things because I was out there. I was taking out library books. I was buying books. I was buying documentaries. You know, there was no Instagram. There was no internet. In, uh, you know, there was internet. Back in no. the day. Back wait, in my when day. I was 14, <laughs> wait, when I was 14, I don't think there was the internet. No, I okay. mean. No, there wasn't. probably right. <laughs> Not for people like me. You know what I mean? Like maybe Bill Gates had the internet, but I didn't. Anyway, in 2010, I saw Food Inc. It made me a vegetarian immediately, but I didn't know the vegan thing. I didn't know that fish had feelings. I didn't know that milk was the product of raping cows and taking away their babies and we drink their milk. I didn't know these things. So I never been to a farm so in 2010, I went vegetarian. And then in 2011, somebody put me on to David Wolf. Mm. And he was talking about the raw food diet. And I was like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I saw earthlings. So I was like, okay, I have to go vegan because I didn't know that fish are suffering and cows are being stolen from their mothers so I could have ice cream. So I was like, all right, I'm going vegan. But like this guy, David Wolf, is talking about this raw this raw food thing and I really want to clear my acne. I really want to lose weight. I want to feel better. I'm so tired all the time. I'm so depressed. I'm dealing with all these health issues. You know what? I'm just going to try the whole thing. I'm just going to, because I don't know what to eat anyway as a vegan. Like there was no Beyond Beef. There was no like vegan options. So I was like, I'll just go raw. Screw it. I'll go raw. And I did. And I never looked back. And I have tried a handful of times in the last 13 years to do um, you know, like steamed vegetables. I've tried to do a like a raw till four kind of diet and it does not work for me. And we'll talk about it later, perhaps, mm -hmm. but it doesn't work for me. But 
most 90% of my clients, it works really good for. And they prefer it over the 100% raw food diet. And we'll talk about that later as well. But that's my little story. That's how I got into it. So I did have a transition, Samantha, of a year being a vegetarian. But I just want everyone to know that I was eating lots of like dry cookies, like, you know, vegetarian gluten-free cookies and like pasta, peanut butter and jelly. I wasn't having fresh... Yeah, I wasn't having fresh fruit and vegetables. I wasn't having salads, but I just yeah. want everyone to know that. When I so when I went vegan, I was eating all of that, like the the breads, the pastas. I didn't like vegetables. So I gained weight actually on a vegan diet, like to the max that I should be according to the medical charts for my height. Um so like for you cuz you're talking about you mentioned like 2010 and and these years cuz I know I uh, went vegan 2008 and we did have Daya. We did have the tofurkey. I remember those like pizzas, you know, I wasn't feeling them. I don't know about you, but <laughs> I didn't see those like in where I shopped at key food. Yeah, in of Brooklyn, course. New York. They don't have like, it now. <laughs> thank you. Key you know food, hello. You know <laughs> of food. course. Yes. Okay, They're so in they our know. hood as well. <laughs> Most people don't know. So basically <laughs> key food and like the the store on the corner where I used to get my bagels, like they didn't have Daya. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there was Whole Foods. I'm sure there was, but like I didn't know about it. So yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, I Not didn't in know. the New York that, area. I don't know that they were that prevalent in New York at that I time. I don't think so. And I didn't know. I didn't know that it was possible to have pizza be like vegetarian. Like mm-hmm. I didn't understand. I didn't know what I was doing. Wait, I mean, vegan, vegan, right? Vegan. Yeah. I was just like, Oh God, very confused trying to learn. And I didn't know anyone. I didn't have any mentors. I didn't have any coaches. And then, so I found David Wolf on the internet. Somebody put me onto him and I was like, Oh, this seems like really simple. All I have to do is just eat fruit, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. Those are the four categories. And then I'll be safe. I won't be consuming animal products. I won't be supporting the animal Holocaust. I won't okay, let's go. And I'll be healthy. Mm -hmm. So I was like, Mm -hmm. let's go. Yeah. Yeah. And so for folks who don't know, Jeanette is from Brooklyn, right? And I'm from Queens, New York. So there's actually a lot of New Yorkers on this summit. New York, stand up. New York, stand up. (laughs) Make it our presence known. Oh, that's a funk. Make it our presence known. So honestly, though, this problem like with lack of access to some of these foods is a huge issue even now. I mean, you're talking about 13 years ago. We are in 2023 in Queens Village right now. You have to leave to get organic produce. A lot of like even like simple things like affordable almond milk or cashew milk or stuff. like it's hard, you know, so hopefully somebody with key food or all of them places they listen, you know. You know, yes. to service the community better, because uh, a yeah. lot more people would eat this way if the food was more accessible. And people don't want to, I think more than ever, people don't want to consume chemicals more than anything. And I just like that should be the bare minimum if you're feeding folks, I think. Yeah. When I used to live in Brooklyn, I had to travel over an hour on the train to wow. buy my food. And well, I didn't have a car. We don't drive in New York. Do you drive? Well, I live where I'm from in Queens. 
is Queens Village is right at the border of like Elmont. So you're going out into Long Island. So yes, I did get my license okay. at 16. But going into Manhattan and stuff, never. I never. You're did. in the suburbs, right? But in the in the city, <laughs> okay. we don't. You fancy, okay? Uh, but we don't drive in New York. Like I don't know anybody that's from you don't New need York to, City yeah. or Brooklyn that drives. So like I would take the train. And I would have all these crazy bags, but like I wanted organic produce. And the, the closest place I could find was called Flatbush Food Co-op on Cortelia Road. And that was over an hour away. And I went and I also joined the Park Slope Food Co-op. And that's to your point, which is there was no organic food in my neighborhood. Like there was no dates and you know, I don't know, sunflower seeds by the bulk yeah. and like, you know, nori wraps or nori sheets. I couldn't find this stuff. So, yeah, and, and let alone quality fruit, quality produce. So, yeah, it's a real big problem, but you can do it. I mean, I did it. You can you can travel. You got to dedicate it. You got to dedicate your time properly. You know, an hour both ways, that's two hours plus shopping time. I mean, it's a significant amount of time to shop, but if you want something bad enough, you'll make it happen. For sure, for sure. So define 100% raw, and then we'll go back from there. Because you're 100% raw, so I'll let you define it. Am I? I, you know, I, I interact with a lot of people on a daily basis, and I also, I also help to put on the Woodstock Fruit Festival. And, you know, you go to the Woodstock Fruit Festival, you go meet a lot of people that say that I'm not raw, like I'm not 100% raw. And I would agree with them. You know, if you, whatever your definition of raw is, I call myself 100% raw because I'm living in the real world and I'm surrounded by people that are eating, you know, like pasta and dead animal body parts. So like in my eyes, I'm 100% raw, but let me explain why I'm saying this. So, you know, there's some people that don't consider, you know, what is it? Spices to be raw. There's people that don't consider any nuts or seeds to be raw. There's people that consider if you have some maple syrup sometimes, you're not raw. Frozen fruit, not raw. I've heard it all. I've literally heard it all. So at this point, I believe there's no single definition, but here's my definition, okay? I don't eat any cooked food, okay? I eat only from these categories, fruit, vegetables, nuts, and seeds, but... In reality, I do have spices sometimes. I do have seaweed sometimes. And so I guess those are not in that category. But these are my four main categories. Fruit, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. I like to keep it very, very simple. I have mostly fruit. I am living in the real world, like I said. And so, so I have... I've had to become flexible over the years. So mm -hmm. I don't eat 100% organic anymore. I did for the first six years. It's not possible. Uh, and it is possible, but like not for me anymore. All right. Yeah. So that is my definition of a 100% raw vegan diet. You know, somebody's going to say my mangoes were heat treated, so I'm not raw. You know, like literally it gets down to the nitty fucking gritty, <laughs> Samantha. And, you know, this community. And let me just say, because I've been waiting my whole life to, for this conversation. <laughs> let me let me just say, Samantha, this community, I love them. Well, I have my own private community because, you know, I vet the people. I want yeah. only the best of the best around me, the normal ones. But some <laughs> of the people in this community, they really need to, they need to inhale the good shit and exhale the bullshit because they are out of control with the, like, you're not good enough. You're not raw. You're not, this is not healthy. Oh, that, um, you know, that 
toxic, like frozen peas are terrible for digestion and you're going to die if you have a sweet potato. This is out of control. <laughs> and like you're better than someone else depending on what you eat. You are absolutely not. Let me just say right now because I have met very, very, very amazing people that are not even vegan. And I have actually met some really shitty people that are raw vegan. Oh, so guess what? I it don't even it. matter. Right? <laughs> it don't even it. matter what you eat. <laughs> It matters what you do in this life. So I just want to put that out there. And I'm now flexible and very, it's very easy for me to be raw now because guess what? At the store, if I go to the store and there's no raw nori sheets, then Samantha, I'm getting the toasted nori sheets. If I want nori, I'm getting the toasted. And the people that say that I'm not raw because of that, where's my banana? They can suck my banana. I don't know where the banana is, but I lost it. Okay, it's somewhere like, it's in the kitchen. Did she oh, say it's toasted? Touch <gasps> my pearls. <laughs> I do the best I can, but I'm not crazy anymore because it didn't serve me. And by the way, I'm in better health now than I ever was. So yeah. I just want everyone to know that I was a perfect raw vegan for six years from 2011 to 2017. I fucked up my teeth. Okay, I was not, I was bloated, I was not happy, I was not healthy, I was not exercising, I was not sleeping good, all these mm -hmm. things. Now I learned how to be a healthy human, and I wish so bad that we would call it the um, healthy vegan diet instead of the raw vegan diet, because there's a way to that do the raw part, vegan diet girl. wrong. That part, Healthy, yes. And we need like we need studies being done on this group of people because I think that the vegans that are eating a lot of processed foods and then them doing studies on them and comparing them to meat eaters and all this it muddies the studies. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like ultimately you want to get off processed food and the oil is killing people. The oil is killing people and causing infl inflammation in the body. And when you have inflammation in the body, you have inflammation in the mind. And that's what you're gonna learn on this summit, the Thrive Through Food Summit, that if your body is not right, it's affecting the brain. And if your brain is not right, your life is most likely to not be right, right? Because your brain is running everything that you do, your behavior, your thoughts, your actions, you know? so. All of this stuff is important. And so we really need to be honest about this. Ro P said, thank you so much, Misfit Vegan, for sharing this viewpoint. I was raw vegan for four years and now transitioning back to being vegan. Encourages me. I'm glad you're encouraged, Ro. Thanks for being with us live. Yeah, the perfectionism needs to go. Mm -hmm. um, and we do just need to be nicer people. Um, I, I'm actually surprised because... Uh, I got into raw veganism from a health lens, but you got into raw veganism from a like actual vegan lens, <laughs> you know, and like loving on the animals and caring about the animals. So I thought all raw vegans had like that kind of like health view, but you, a lot of your messaging is like animals, animals, animals. Yeah, I wanted to be, yeah, good point, Samantha, and thank you for bringing this up, because I wanted to be vegan, but I just felt like raw, honestly, would be the easiest way. I'm kind of lazy, especially yeah. in the kitchen. I don't like being in the kitchen, and I don't like doing these crazy recipes, and I like, I don't know, I just feel I have other gifts and talents, and I just don't, 
I don't want to do dishes. I hate being in the kitchen. So I was like, oh, this raw <laughs> thing seems pretty fucking easy, right? You just put some bananas in a smoothie and you blend it and you drink it. Like, I could do that. You cut open, cut open a watermelon, you wash some grapes, you eat them. And so I was like, this and I'm going to get healthier. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to, everything's going to be great. Let me try it. And I tried it. So, yeah, I did get into it for the animals technically, but, you know, I did have major health issues, but I don't have enough discipline to stick with anything. Like, I never had it until the raw food diet. I never had any mm. discipline with food ever. I was on every diet and every diet lasted like a day, maybe, you know, like Atkins, I think lasted like three weeks, but like it was really, really difficult. But now it's been 13 years and I don't need discipline because I'm full. I'm satisfied. I feel good. Like I don't have any, if I have a craving, there's always a raw, healthy version, like an alternative for every craving that I ever want. So I mean, to me, it's the easiest lifestyle ever if, if, if you are flexible and not insane. Because if you tell me, like there's a lot of insane people out there, not just insane raw vegans, just insane people. If you tell me that, you know, we shouldn't eat mangoes because they are radiated or heat treated, like they're irradiated, you know, from another country or heat treated, you only can eat locally grown mangoes, well, then you're going to fail. You're going to fail on the raw food diet, for sure. Maybe you can be a high raw and let's talk about high raw, but like you can't be raw if you're going to go crazy like that. Yeah. Well, you know, by definition, high raw means not not even looking at 100 percent raw as perfection because there's no such thing. Our, our gut microbiomes are as unique as our fingerprint. Right. Which means that we need different things, you know, and kudos to the folks who are 100 percent raw because it works for them. Great job. Honestly, I cheer for everybody. Here's who's your raw vegan cookie. Yeah, I mean that's great. We, I, I, I root for healthy. That's what I root for. That's what that's what I focus on. And obviously, eating carcasses is not going to get you there. The ultimate is just eating foods that are as minimally processed as possible. And in my view, you can do that high raw. That just means you're incorporating things like starches, which. Dr. Aris Latham is on the summit and has some interesting things to say about starches. He He's was throwing some fire. <laughs> Don't tell him you eat starches. He gonna rip them from your Basically. soul. You never gonna want to eat them again. Seriously, oh, no. seriously, be prepared. <laughs> I was like, word. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, right now, like for me personally, so I'm high raw vegan. So basically, for definition. High raw vegan means that you are just eating whole foods. The majority of your calories are coming from raw foods and you do cook a meal, you know, <laughs> or either a meal for the day or a meal for the week or, or a meal for the year. Like I always say, like when I had the store, there was a period of time I was like 90, 93% raw or somewhere up there in the high, but I would never say 100% because I, I love Ethiopian food. We definitely patronize the Ethiopian places that's like a family tradition of ours when we get together we go to the Ethiopian restaurant get the veggie combo you know and that's the great thing that I love about this that I can do personally because I'm when I first started with raw foods it was because I had ballooned on the vegan diet and I needed to get my body back into shape and raw foods seemed like a great way to do it because I was never into dieting. And, you know, raw foods had the promise, eat all you want and 
you'll be fine. You know, you won't gain any weight or anything. And for me, it turned out to be true. I ate to satisfaction and I got back to my normal size. And even when I was higher raw, when I had the store, I got as low as 115 pounds. So from my range, according to the medical charts, is 110 to 140 from my height of 5'3". So 115 was perfect, you know, and I'm of Jamaican ancestry. We ain't trying to get too skinny. That's something I was always concerned about with raw foods, which is why I counted calories in the beginning because I didn't want to get too skinny. You know, when carnival mm. comes around, you need something to shake. So <laughs> we're the same height. I'm 5'3", too. Yeah. 5'3", as well. Yeah. So have you know, because some people talk about like with raw foods and, and fruit that they've gained weight. And so they did like a whole 180 on their opinion about raw foods. What, what's been your like opinion and experience on that in terms of weight gain? Yeah, well, that's insane to blame the fruit um, <laughs> because nobody's gaining weight from eating fruit. I mean, you'd really have to eat a ridiculous amount of fresh fruit. Now, if you eat a, a large amount of dried fruit and you have very, very large smoothies and you're just like pounding them down and you're never moving your body, you're never working out, you're never going for walks, you just sit all day and eat all day, you know, lots of this like dense fruit, the bananas and the dates and yeah, you might gain some weight, but you're never, ever going to be overweight, ever. Even the dried fruit and stuff, you can't be overweight as a raw vegan. Now, you're probably eating other things and blaming the fruit. You know, if you're overweight as a raw vegan, which I've never met. Have you ever met an overweight raw vegan? Raw vegan, no. No, yeah, I never think that would it. be really difficult to do. I mean... Impossible to do. Impossible yeah. to do because the body knows <laughs> what to do with that food. And the, peop the reason why people are overweight is because... I mean, Arnold Errett said it best. So everybody needs to just go get the mucusless diet or anything by Arnold Errett. If you don't know yet why people become overweight, it's because the body doesn't know how to handle those toxins. And so the body creates a lot of fat to protect itself from the toxins getting into the organs. So the fat cells multiply and multiply and get bigger and bigger and bigger. And so it's not exactly a calorie in calorie out thing. You know, that is obviously a part of it. But why can you eat the same amount of calories on a raw food diet that you can eat on a standard American diet and you can gain weight on one and not the other? So mm -hmm. it's not exactly calories in, calories out. However, you know, I have definitely experienced weight gain on a raw food diet. That's easy. Just give me a jar of almond butter and some, you know, cacao bars. I used to buy these raw vegan chocolate bars that were like Kit Kats. You could break them. It was raw. It was called fine and raw. And I would dip them into the cashew butter and eat them. And I thought I was the healthiest person on earth because, well, to me, I was, I was eating McDonald's a year before. So like, to me, that was the healthy version of Jeanette. And I need mm -hmm. everybody to understand that, like, if you're eating a hundred percent raw and you're miserable, then it's not working for you. Don't do it. Cause I was eating hundred percent raw and I was happy as hell. And that's why it works for me. And then I changed a little bit. I started eating more fruit and I started giving up like certain things that weren't serving me. And the whole way along the journey, I found a way to be happy doing it. And if you're miserable, you're just not going to be able to stick to it long enough to see the results. So high raw 
is probably a better idea if you're miserable being raw. People always ask me these questions like, how can I stay raw in the winter? It's like, if you don't, I'll tell you the answer, but like, if you're not enjoying it, then don't do it. Be a healthy yeah. human, be a healthy vegan. You'll get your results. You don't need to be 100% raw and everybody wins. The animal wins, you win, the earth wins. All your friends and family win because you're not in a bad <laughs> mood because you're like raw and freezing and miserable, <laughs> you know? Yeah, you know, I challenge I challenge that part about can't do raw because it's the winter. I, I think this is really individual because when I lived in Chicago and I lived in Chicago for seven years, the winter time is when I really had the craving for more raw foods. Like I just felt in my body I needed more smoothies, more salads, what? more raw. Yeah, and it's because I think my theory is that it's probably because it's so dark and like so dark and the winters are so long in Chicago that my body just craved sunlight through the chlorophyll maybe through the fruits and vegetables I don't know like it's just something that I noticed and even when I was eating the standard Jamaican American diet in Queens growing up you know, we would have Thanksgiving dinner and Christmas dinner and have ice cream after. No one ever said, don't eat ice cream because it's winter. Like, we always Ooh, had, tell them. You know, they tell have them. cold bears during Thanksgiving, right? Isn't that when football season is happening? So we, like, our bodies need to be comfortable, yes, which is why we have cooling and we have heating. So whatever's going on outside, you know, we have our temperature we need on the inside. You know? I'm not going to curse because this is your channel. <laughs> tell all the fake ass beautiful <laughs> beings out there about how you eat ice cream in the winter. Boo. Telling us you can't eat fruit in the winter, but your ass is eating ice cream. Yeah. So you just got caught. <laughs> I think I think there are different issues coming up. So it's like if you're in a place like on the yeah. East Coast yeah. and it's wintertime, yeah, like watermelons, you probably won't find the watermelons, you know, no. or in, or any good ones if you do find them, you know. Mm -hmm. A lot of the fruit is not that great, and it's really limited. Of course, you're going to have apples and pears and, like, the citrus fruits, right? So that's where I kind of feel like having the flexibility of high raw is great because, you know, you want to eat to satisfaction if you're not getting enough calories, which on the raw, 100% raw diet, you're getting it from fruit, and not so much your vegetables, you know, that's where the calories come from. You are um, so right that you're so right. The question is a cop out for what you really want, which is you really want more of a variety. And the solution in the winter is to have some steamed vegetables or some baked potatoes or some, you know, like squash. You don't need to just blame the, the raw food diet like you're cold or whatever. No, you want some more variety. Mm -hmm, Fake ass mm -hmm. people. I'm just <laughs> You just really made me like open my eyes to the whole concept of it's so cold. I need the warm food in the winter. But like, aren't you warm in your house? Who's are, is anybody homeless trying to go raw in the winter? Like I'm hopefully trying to figure that not. out. Yeah, hopefully not. And you know what, too? A lot of folks are putting frozen fruit in their smoothies. That's one thing I, I don't really do. And so that does make a difference to your body temperature, you know? No, but you just said it's so good. People are eating ice cream in the winter all the time why oh because that they'll do but the frozen smoothie oh no i can't be raw in the winter <laughs> <laughs> then they'll have the ben and jerry's 
I'm over Sanaya it. Sanaya is joining us saying, can't wait for the summit. So hyped. I'm hyped too, Sanaya. Me too. It's going to be I'm so excited. much fun. We got a lot of great people. I mean, we have a diverse group of speakers on the summit. We have doctors. We have folks with lived experience. We have doctors with lived experience, you know, people who aren't just talking about the thing, yes. but they've done the thing. They've experienced it. They've been through the dark place and have come out. And now they're telling folks what helped them and what they found in the research, what they found in the clinic has been helping folks. And it's it's really an amazing, an amazing group of speakers we have. So thank you so much for joining us and thank you for signing up. So breaking down fully raw, so we've already covered fully raw. You know, maybe some people could do it. And yes, there's certain things you brought up, Jeanette, about like what's happening at the port when we're importing <laughs> these foods, right? The nuts. Mm -hmm the some of these fruits like we don't have any control over these things you know unless we start getting into policy which i hope all the healthy health conscious folks do because we definitely need more people with actual skill set and knowledge of what is healthy making informing food policy we have too many people informing food policy that know nothing about nutrition but you know we don't have control over what's going on over there so folks are just doing the best that they can and that is the definition of 100% raw. You heard it from Jeanette. Doing the best we can. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I mean, my definition is I don't cook my food. Now, is it perfectly raw? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't pick it. Was it heat treated? I don't know. But, like, I think the definition of a raw foodist is somebody who doesn't eat cooked food on purpose. Okay? There like, there you go. We should define cook because some people think mm. when you put stuff in a microwave, it's not being cooked. Oh, Lord. They're eating the Ben and Jerry's and they can't <laughs> have the fruit smoothies. Right. So I, definitely. I mean, I, I don't know if you know anything about like what's happening in the microwave, but I'm pretty sure it's heated beyond 118 degrees. I'm pretty sure if you are eating microwaved food, you are not focused on your health. And I say that with love because there are some of my favorite people on this earth that eat microwave food and they're wonderful people and I love them, but like, and they are online. There's somebody that I'm thinking of, I'm not gonna say her name. She's in the health movement. She, she microwaves her vegetables, her potatoes. And I'm just like, I can't understand it. I can't, because you know why? A certain doctor, a plant-based doctor said that it's totally fine. And it's like, can we just use some common sense here? <laughs> like radiation into your food? And I'm sorry, Samantha, I pray you don't use the microwave. I don't wanna lose another friend. <laughs> do you use the microwave? Let me tell you. That... So I'm gonna say, yes, I do use the microwave. <laughs> okay, but I don't, I don't have friends. I don't, I, don't have, I don't have need to use it often, but the thing is with microwave, there's a study that Dr. Baxter Montgomery talked about where they showed how like healing effects, because it was the study's focus was really looking at the healing effects of a raw food diet, which is why I just love Dr. Baxter so much. He's actually starting off, us off on the first day of the summit, 10 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow, October 30th, talking about cardiovascular health and how that supports your brain health. And um, But he was talking about a study that basically showed that you're not getting the full nutritional profile when you microwave the food. There's, you know, you're losing nutrients and so you're not getting the health effects. So there is 
science to back up I think what a lot of folks have intuitively been feeling but yeah like you I have I have the microwave here in our home we just redid our kitchen and my parents this this is actually my dad's home so he really wanted this microwave here so I'm like since it's here if I need it I'm gonna use it you know because <laughs> I'm because I am busy too you know and I understand you're a busy professional you want to keep things moving but just like you, Jeanette, when you mentioned, you know, I, you got into raw because you don't like to be in the kitchen. Same here. Like busy, want things quick, easy and healthy. You don't want to sacrifice your health, but you, you just need things quick and easy. And, you know, having a blender and just having a bowl and throwing some already yes. washed greens and putting a salad together. That stuff is simple. It's quick. It's easy. It's healthy. Yes, I would just urge everyone, you have a microwaved meal once a month, it's probably not going to do much. More than that, I'd be very careful because there is just so obvious to me, and this is just, you know, from my understanding of it and my research, that it's radiation. And I wouldn't even be in a room with a microwave. I wouldn't be in yeah. a room, let alone put that in my body because it's like the, the molecular structure of the food has been very damaged. And what is the point of eating that? Like you couldn't pay me, I don't even know how much money I, you'd have to give me to eat a microwaved bowl of vegetables. Personally, I threw out my mom's microwave when I was 14. Wow. Okay, because it's the first Why? thing I told you, I was trying to be healthy my whole life. And you know, my and sister- And how'd your mom respond? Well. <laughs> that my was mom the wouldn't kill me. <laughs> yeah, well, my, that was the beginning of a very tumultuous, what's the word? a very difficult wow. relationship with my mom and I and she called me a fanatic she thought I was insane which I was but you have to understand <laughs> that my sister had cancer you know my grandpa died of cancer my grandma had very bad diabetes my mom had a heart attack like all my family's overweight obese or has some type of cancer strokes yeah. all I'm the only one and I'm the only raw vegan and so uh, like I was looking out for them and of course they were absolutely very upset but you know when 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 I explained it you know there was nothing like they couldn't argue with me I explained it I showed them the the library books that I was reading about the microwave and like she was like okay yeah all right you know they my sister already had cancer once we don't want her to have it again and so yeah like we never got another one and then my roommate Thank God, I'm I'm actually in a condo that didn't have a microwave in it, which is a goddamn blessing because my roommate <laughs> would be using it every day. In the past place we lived, there was a microwave, she was using it every day. But you see, that goes yeah. to show you, if it's not around, you won't use it. Like she's right. gone two years now without using a microwave that she was using every day. So there you yeah. go. Yeah, I, I can relate to that completely because when I lived in LA, I didn't have a microwave and so I didn't, didn't use it. Um, throw out just, throw out your microwaves kids throw yeah same thing with microwave. the dishwasher I always had like this whole because I had a dishwasher in Chicago and I'm like these dishwashers they do not do the job that I do with my hands but lo and behold I got lazy <laughs> I got busy and I, I use it every day sometimes twice a day you know <laughs> so Me too. what Absolutely. you gonna do what you gonna do convenience seems to win all the time but so we're clear, so that's, so you, I think Jeanette, you're like perfect for this conversation because even how you respond to the microwave, going so far as to throw it out, like, and I get that, that concern because I understand, but I'm not like, 
at that level, you know, because I'm afraid of that kind of confrontation <laughs> to throw out people's equipment. But I wouldn't personally yeah. buy, I wouldn't buy equipment that I don't think is worth using, you know, for convenience or whatever. I just force myself in the situation to just not. So that's kind of the difference, like, too, with I think high raw and 100% raw. High raw folks are a lot more relaxed about <laughs> some of these things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, even like with Dr. Iris talking about starches, and there was something, too, I heard Dr. Doug Graham say at one point about some kind of study that was done on rats and how by the fifth generation, like that first generation of rats were fine, but by the fifth generation, they couldn't have kids. They were having infertility issues and all this stuff. And it's like, between these two guys, like, I'm like, I'm there, like almost there, but it's like. <laughs> what was the rats? What was the He the would study? need to, yeah, he would need to, because I only remember oh, I like roughly what I just, yeah. And I was like, that's fascinating because what's fascinating is that he was getting into raw and learning about raw when he was like in his early 20s and folks were doing studies 100 years over the past 100 years prior. so it's like we're just having the same conversation with each generation you know it's nothing new this has been going on like raw foods and it's the power it has for healing people have known about it for a really really long time for hundreds of years but yet we're still such a minority, uh, which I'm a little confused about. Um, <laughs> honestly, I am. I think there's, you know, there's a lot there around like psychology and human nature and, and, and things like that, the industrial revolution and all that to, as to why it's taking so yes. long to take off. But yeah, but yeah, I well. find it fascinating. And so you know, after watching this summit, I can't wait to hear from you guys how you feel about where you are with your diet. Because I know I was challenged for sure. And I learned a lot. And yeah, it, it's been really, really interesting. Interviews that I will be listening to over and over again over the next year. Becky says, thank you for inviting me. Yeah, Becky, thank you so much. We want everyone to hear this information. So make sure you share it with your friends and family. You watch the summit. You talk about it at the breakfast table, the dinner table. And you take what resonates and you leave the rest. Listen, if using a microwave is helping you to stay off animal body parts, per perhaps the microwave is the best thing that ever happened to you. You know what I'm saying? It's relative. It's all relative. And uh, you know how you have to understand that everything like <clears throat> everything doesn't have to like resonate and if it doesn't then you leave it but you take what resonates and i'm telling you there's so much amazing information in this summit i haven't seen all of them and i'm excited i'm really excited to dive deep into it starts tomorrow i think right yes october 30th 10 a.m eastern time it's a three-day summit each day you have 48 hours to view so definitely enough time oh my gosh. if you want to own the summit so you can watch it over and over again, share with your friends and family, share in community. I'm hoping folks who are mental health advocates actually take this summit into community mm -hmm. on the ground where we would never be able to reach because they're just not mm -hmm. plugged into this information on the internet. So the analytics and the algorithms and all this stuff just will never reach them. So hopefully they can, you know, 
get introduced to this information and know what's possible, what's feasible. That's, that's what it's all about, informed consent. Know that you have this option to get well. You don't have to be dependent on pharmaceutical drugs. And even if you have to take pharmaceutical drugs for a mental health issue, it works so much better, so much more effectively when the nutrition and lifestyle is dialed in, you know? So it's definitely uh, a great asset to have. Plus we have three bonus live sessions for folks who purchase the summit. We have a live Q&A with Dr. Toomey Johnson and Dr. Gabriel Cousins. Dr. Gabriel Cousins wrote a whole book about depression, which I had never known. And I've known of him for so long. He's well known in the raw food community for spiritual nutrition. That book that he wrote, Spiritual Nutrition, but not depression. I'm like, how come nobody's talking about this? (laughs) And Dr. Toomey, I mean, she's just such a gem on this earth. I'm so excited for her live. Wow, I love her. Yes, and this is a Zoom call, so you will be in the room and you'll get to ask your questions directly to them. Dr. Toomey has her own personal experience with depression that she talks about on the summit. Then we also have a live session with Karen Ramsey, who's talking about um, nutritional interventions for autism and ADHD. Uh, Thomas Tadlock, who's talking about metabolism for brain health, Um, and Evelyn Zeeler talking about how to make the raw food lifestyle fun. She's a clinical researcher working with True North Health Center and with uh, Montgomery Health and Wellness Center. Victor Mack is joining us, currently healing from chronic severe anxiety and raw vegan food helped me a lot. I am now following 801010, still get cravings for cooked food whenever I eat some cooked food, my anxiety returns. See, and this is exactly why Folks need to know about the options, right? That's the little asterisk we need to put here because some folks need to be 100% raw. As Dr. Baxter says, not a drop, not a crumb, not a bite, right? Because if you're in a severe health crisis, raw foods will accelerate your healing and sometimes cooked food, even healthy cooked food can be inflammatory to the body. So thank you so much for mentioning that, Victor. Very good point. Awesome, awesome. So we have to, before we sign off today, we have to talk about low raw because I was asked. Low raw. <laughs> I never heard I that asked, before. Yeah, because I, I said, you know, I'm high raw. So is there a low raw? I've never been asked that before, but it seems like a very valid question. What are your thoughts on this, Jeanette? <laughs> ah, well, I would hope that everyone on earth is technically low raw. <laughs> Because, you know, even a burger has a slice of tomato. So that's raw. Yes. (laughs) Right? And a piece of lettuce. You know, raw, whether you're 100% or 1% raw, that 1% is better than 0%. Like, let's just be honest here. If you're eating one apple a day, what's the old adage? What's the expression? An apple a day keeps the doctor away. There's a reason why that expression has been said for how many years? (laughs) Everyone knows it. Your great, great, great grandma knows it, right? So like there's also another expression that people need to understand and live by, which is you are what you eat. And they've been saying it since the dawn of time. And so you want to eat things that you feel comfortable becoming. You want to be healthy. You got to eat healthy food. It's like I, I cannot get through to some of my friends who just think that eating french fries is just 
a great time eating french fries and it's like no that's becoming your dna like you want to have kids one day your kids are going to be made from those french fries your skin is going to be made from those french fries in about a year or less your kidney is going to be made from those french fries your whole body's made from what you eat mm -hmm. people don't get it you don't understand that your whole body regenerates after seven years your entire body's brand new i think it's your kidney that takes the longest time but like you know i mean skin cells uh, i think they're every 30 days i don't know the statistics on this but it's like literally your body's constantly regenerating somebody recently told me that two million blood cells are regenerated every single second i mean something like this something mind-blowing i think lauren lockman just told me on an interview but i gotta rewatch that but yeah, it's absolutely incredible that people, I don't know, low raw, I had never heard it before, but it's incredible to me that people expect the body to just keep going, keep going, keep going without being taken care of. Because like our cars, we know if we don't take care of our car, we know we're in trouble and we're going to have a, a shitty car. But our body, we just take it for granted and we don't even think about like, oh, what kind of maintenance? Well, we go to the doctor and we get a blood test and the doctor who's clearly sick probably fat and nearly dead, okay? Like, he's telling us what we should do for our health. It's like, we should be going to people we want to trade places with. We, don't, we shouldn't be going to people that have their own, who are wearing glasses, who are balding, you know, who are overweight, who don't look like the beautiful, glowing being that we want to be. Why would we take their advice? You know, I only take advice from people I want to trade places with. So, you know, people give me advice all the time. People tell me, don't eat this, don't eat that. You know, one of the crazy, the raw vegans are crazy. <laughs> I admit I was crazy for many years. I went through the, you got to go through the crazy tunnel of the raw <laughs> vegan. You know what I mean? It's a tunnel yeah. and you got to get through that. And I was crazy. So I was making my own mustard and ketchup. Now I don't eat ketchup, but I like mustard. I buy it in the store. I put it in my dressing sometimes. But there's somebody who commented that said like, I'm not raw because I eat mustard. I should just make my own. And it's like, listen, no, because you actually probably eat Doritos. So I'm actually not going to listen to you because I don't know what kind of health you're in. I know you're not in a great mental place because you're leaving comments, negative comments on a YouTube channel, which, you know, gives me a sign that you're not exactly there mentally. But long story short is I don't, tr I don't take advice from people or, or listen to like what they want to say unless I want to trade places with them, mm -hmm. with my health. You know what I mean? If they look and feel and, and seem really, really healthy, then I'm going to listen. Hey, what are they doing? And this is like some of my mentors, like Fred Bishi. He is somebody who I listen to and I look at like, okay, what is he doing? He's 94. He's been raw for 50 years. What is he doing differently than all these other people that like don't look healthy and they're raw? Because mm -hmm. I'm not saying every raw foodist looks great or, or like has great health. There's plenty of ways to mess up the raw food diet. There's plenty of ways to be a healthy human eating cooked food, too. I don't think there's any way to be healthy eating low raw, though, I have to say. I think you need some fresh, live, living foods in you. I think you need to eat things that are in their natural state, as many things as possible to be healthy and feel good and have lots of energy. Because, you know, you do kill food when you cook it. You do kill. Now, is there still some nutrients? Of course. But what about the live enzymes? What about the life force? That's what I want. I want to feel alive. So I eat as many live things as possible. 
Mm-hmm. And Becky shared, I know someone that drank one smoothie a day for one year and had tremendous results. That's awesome. That's Becky. how I started. You know, Is this getting Becky Shepherd? Yeah. This is Becky Shepherd. Yes. She's, she was one of my employees at a raw food place that I loved her so much. I love you, Becky. I still love hey, you. Becky. And um, Thanks for she's joining. a real one. She is a real one. Hi, Becky. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's great. You know, you just got to get it in. I was watching a, a YouTube video Dr. Clapper did about diverticulitis. And even Dr. Gregor, we were talking about before we went live. He, he also did one on diverticulitis and you know, both of them are pointing to like the studies and, you know, what they found to be truthful in terms of what causes diverticulitis and what can help. And spoiler alert, of course, it's the plant-based diet. But the reason why folks are getting diverticulitis is because of lack of fiber, which is crazy when you think about it, because some folks, it graduates into a place where they have to have, you know, a bag attached to their stomach, you know? Which is is really scary. And actually, the last summit I did, the Raw Food Health Empowerment Summit, we had a, a speaker who does juicing. I believe she's raw. She's like a raw bodybuilder. If she's not 100%, she's definitely high raw. And she has this situation where she has a bag and she's able to, to lose all the weight that she has a tremendous weight loss story and eating this really clean diet and bodybuilding at the same time. Her body's amazing. And it's like, even even if you end up in these really like scary emergency place with your body, you still, it's not too late. You can still make it better, right? You can still yes. eat clean and, and help your body work better, work as optimally as it can given the circumstance. I would absolutely second that. I mean, the body is extremely resilient, but yet life is so fragile. It's interesting. It's an interesting paradox because you really do need to be very careful what you consume um, and what you do with your body, you know, how you take care of it. But the body is absolutely incredibly resilient at the same time. But like you said earlier at the top of the hour, you know, you really don't know how you're going to react. Like somebody could you know, have stage four cancer and go raw and heal it. And somebody, I've seen it before where somebody tried and they passed away. It was too late. You know, my mom is a good example of that. She tried mm. too late in life to be healthy. So I have a client, same age as my mom. She went raw, six months later, tumor completely disappeared. So it's like, how are you supposed to know which one are you? The best way is to just start now, prevent. The yeah. best way to, I said this before, the best way to cure a disease is to prevent it. That's the very best way. So like, let's not just wait and hope and just pray because it might be too late then. But yeah, you might be resilient. You might be one of those lucky people. We don't know. Yeah, absolutely. So make sure you uh, register for the Thrive Through Food Summit to get even more of this valuable, valuable information. This summit is specifically looking at nutrition's role on mental health, because I feel like we just don't talk about that aspect enough. And there's a lot of crazy stuff Jeanette's been talking about on her social media accounts about Matthew Perry. I think that's his name. Matthew, right? From Friends. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Rest in peace. Which, who knows what happened there? It could be something else. But you know, mm. 
there's a lot of mental unwellness going on. Some of it is very public and some of it is very private. We know what's happening in our families, in our communities, at work with folks. People may not be sharing it, but at the core of it, how you're seeing people show up in interactions with you and other people has a lot to do with their diet. And this summit is really talking about all the reasons why that is so. Jeanette, how can folks connect with you online? Yeah, so first of all, thank you for letting me be a part of such an amazing summit. Samantha, I'm so honored and you are amazing. I'll always, always support anything you do and anything you. you want me to do, I'll do. Because I really, I love what you do. I love what you're doing in this world. People can find me on YouTube. I'm posting every single day, Instagram, Facebook. I have a private community. You can go to misfitmondays.com. You spell it M I S fitmondays.com okay because it's all my misfits my fruity cuties from all around the world we have almost 300 people in the private community we work out three times a week together we meet every monday for a live q a so if anybody has any questions comments concerns if anybody wants to come and tell me how how low raw i am because i <laughs> eat mustard sometimes then come and join me and let's wow. talk about it because it's, <laughs> it, this is a no seriously it this is has to stop we got to just talk and get it out. And, you know, like some people, they just want to talk to other people about it. And that's what I that's why I started this community, because I want to know, like, is it OK to buy mustard? Like, is it OK to eat maple syrup? Is it OK? Is it going to hinder my healing? And it turns out, no, it's not. No, it's not. But let's talk about it. So meet me at MisfitMondays.com. And then, yeah, any links that Samantha has shared. And I am excited to see everybody in the summit. Let's learn and grow and help each other to get healthier and live better and do better. And I mean, what's better, what's more, what's more rewarding in life than feeling better, looking better, living better and helping other people do the same? Yes, yes. Being that vibrant light, that raw light, right? That raw living light in the world. Yes. Thank you so much for being with us. And thank you all for joining us live. Enjoy the summit. Sign up, register. We go live 10 a.m. tomorrow. Can't wait to see y'all there.